Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Cape Coast, Ghana. I'm at the Wafu Cup of Nations tournament and on this week's show we focus on football here in Ghana and get the views of a leading sports journalist on how things are for the Black Stars. When you look at that financial commitment by government and to the players, and yet the results have been becoming, it means that something is going wrong somewhere. And I'll take you on a trip to the market here. Also, we ask how significant is the appointment of Ivory Coast great Colo Toure in the coaching staff of Scottish club Celtic. Traditionally, for some reason, coaching in England and Scotland is no different, has been very um, white. That's coming up later. Well, I'm by the sea again in Ghana's Cape Coast in the country's central region, looking at the waves coming in from the Gulf of Guinea, this part of the Atlantic Ocean in this fishing town. Well, I've had a great time here in Ghana at the Wafu Cup of Nations, this the West African Regional Tournament. Sixteen teams took part and Sunday's final will be played between Ghana and Nigeria. And this has been something for Ghana fans to enjoy, as the stadium has been full each time the Black Stars have played. That's the sound of fans celebrating the team's win over Mali. It's been a very difficult time for Ghana, with the team failing to qualify for the 2018 World Cup, after appearances at the three previous editions and of course nearly becoming the first African team to reach the World Cup semi-finals back in 2010. Well, they also failed to qualify for next year's African Nations Championship in Kenya. Now, this is the tournament for locally based players and the Black Stars fell short in their quest to win a first Africa Cup of Nations title since 1982, losing to Cameroon in the semi-finals in Gabon earlier this year. So tough times are for Ghana, and I've been working here doing TV commentary with Benjamin Willie Graham of Ghana TV Sports. I asked him how the Black Stars fans are feeling. I think that the euphoria for Ghana has really gone down, especially um, qualification to the World Cup, which uh, a lot of Ghanaians were looking forward to. It's, it's a, a mondial that Ghana, after making it through in 2006, haven't really missed out. And it, it's really sad that uh, 2018, it appears Ghana wouldn't be um, called to duty and that really has dampened the hopes and spirits of uh, a lot of supporters. The only tonic to their uh, you know, disappointment is the Wafu competition, uh, which of course has a lot of giants in Africa playing. It hasn't really been a good spectacle over the past uh, two or three months. And uh, also uh, in Gabon at the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, getting to the semi-finals but once again falling short. Uh, what was the reaction to that? Again, people question the commitment, people question the, uh, the level of uh, passion that some of the players have for the nation regarding uh, competition. Let's not forget that Ghana is one country that pays the highest uh, winning bonuses on the African continent when it comes to uh, the Black Stars. And so when you look at that financial commitment by government and to the players, and yet the results have been becoming, it means that something is going wrong somewhere. I mean, we've hired the best of coaches, paid them so much, and yet 
we haven't been able to get the results. Remember, the closest we came was the finals in 2010 in Angola. We lost the cup there. We followed it up with another final against uh, Cote d'Ivoire. We lost it. And we, in South Africa, we got to the semi-finals, got out by uh, Burkina Faso. And the last competition, it was Cameroon that got us out. So a lot of commitment by government, but yet the players are not giving that back. Supporters have been way looking forward to Ghana winning the AFCON after 1982, still not getting it. And so if Ghana is playing in Kumasi or Accra, people are not really much interested in knowing what the results will be because they, they think the players need to be focused. They think the players need to re reinvent themselves into thinking that they can go out there and win, but they can't find that in this current Black Stars led by Asamoajan. They can't find that in this uh, Black Stars who seem to be having leadership problems with Asamoajan and the DIU fighting and sort of uh, this disagreement and reports coming in from the camp indicate that there's even a split. Asamoajan has his uh, camp with the other players. The DIU also having his other camp. So, there seems to be a very uh, deep-seated disunity in the Black Stars, and nobody knows how or when that is going to be get, uh, is going to be dealt with. So you're saying that fans have fallen out of love with the Black Stars? Certainly, they have. And remember, Ghana played a goal-and-shown game, one-one uh, with that Congo at home, and then picked up a, a emphatic 5-0 win back in uh, five-one in, in Brazzaville. And people were like, "You could do. Why couldn't you do this at home?" We needed a win at home to cushion us into the group and then you just fluffed it and you got to Brazzaville and you get it done. But what happened in Brazzaville? There was a change of personnel in Brazzaville. You, you saw Pate, we saw Ebenezer Japong and all the players pushing forward. There wasn't a Samoajan, there wasn't a DIU, there wasn't Jordan. So how come we could get that result? And yet with the DIU and Jordan and a Samoajan, we couldn't get that result in Ghana. So that confirms people's uh, you know, suspicion and agitation that there's some, somewhat of a problem in the team. And so when these players are out of the team, the others can actually give their best. Yes, they've fallen out of love. And what they're calling for now is that we need a change of personnel in the team. Get committed young players. Get people who are not going to come to camp and think about money, but people who are going to come and think about the way forward and victories they can give to the nation. And that's it. So if you trace back, where do you think things really started to go wrong because we know the 2014 World Cup was a very bad mm -hmm. episode as players insisted that cash was flown by plane uh, to Brazil. Was that a key incident or were things already troubled by then? I think there were certain issues within the camp but I think players were able to sweep it under the carpet but what really generated into that feud was the bonus issue and I think that we had also politicised our national team between MPP and NDC and the two main political parties and that has also affected the player's psyche. You have players committing themselves to a particular political party by certain comments they make and other players also making other comments you know regarding other political parties. So within the country itself everything is divided and I think that, that is where it started from but after 2014 remember Kwesiapia the new current I mean the culture of the Black Stars even got himself sacked after the World Cup and there were indication that he couldn't stamp his authority in the team, he couldn't really deal with the players. And that's, that, that came in uh, Avram Grant, who also came in thinking that he was going to solve the problem. But guess what? Avram Grant gets in, we go to the finals of the AFCON, and what happened? We still failed to claim the title. The solution for me has to do with 
we keeping the players or making them understand that the only way they can win a trophy for Ghana is when they are motivated well. And that is when you pay them well. And so we started paying them huge sums of money, thinking that that would be the end. And it turns out that is even a problem. So we are thinking the problem started in Brazil, got to Ghana and continued. Government came, comes in and says, OK, I'm going to whittle down these uh, bonuses. And players agitate, revolt against that. We don't want that today. The bonuses has been cut down. You're not complaining either. And yet the results are not coming. It's not a government issue, neither is it a, the players' issue. I think it's a whole national issue. We need to look at our direction first. What do we want? How do we want it to be solved? Who should be the, the leader going forward? And how do we solve the problem? I think these are questions we need to answer and find solutions to it. But the, the problem started way, way back in uh, before 2014. and even continued after the World Cup. But let me also tell you, if you speak to the past players of the Black Stars, Steve Napier, um, Tony Eboas, and they will tell you they also had their own issues. They never won any cup for Ghana, did they? No, they never did. So there, it tells you that it's a historical problem. That's Ghanaian football commentator Benjamin Willie Graham. More from him later, as we'll ask why Ghanaian teams are not doing well in the CAF Champions League of late. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. The show coming to you from Ghana's Cape Coast by the Atlantic Ocean. Also still to come, we ask how significant is the appointment of Ivory Coast great Colo Toure in the coaching staff of Scottish club Celtic. We'll have Stuart's thoughts on that. Well, you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and access past programs too in our archive. And you can listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com and on Twitter we are at planetsportfa. So the show coming to you from Ghana at the Wafu Cup and these sports events always give a great opportunity to experience a new country and a different culture. Well, to find out more, I took a trip into town. So we're heading into the Elmina town. Uh, Elmina is uh, a fishing town. Uh, there's a harbour with lots and lots of small boats that go out fishing. Boats with the flags of various countries uh, and of football teams that uh, the owners support. Uh, teams like Barcelona, Chelsea, Arsenal and of course uh, Ghana's Black Stars. I wish you could smell this report because there's a wonderful smell of fresh and salty sea air. Also we're going past uh, lots of stalls with the smell of fresh fish as uh, we go past the market and a dried fish as well. Up above us is the Elmina Castle with its white walls and red-brown roof. This is a very historic place because uh, this part of Africa is one of the first where Europeans came. The Portuguese arrived here more than 500 years ago and the castle was built as protection against other European nations who would want to raid them as they stored their gold and other items in the castle. Well, The Dutch later took control of the castle and in the centuries of the slave trade it was used for holding captured Africans in atrocious conditions while they waited for a boat to take them to the Americas. There are many of these castles along the coast and they're now open to the public for tours. 
traffic in Ghana is bad. Uh, normally this one lane each way, so we're stuck in a traffic jam here. Uh, cars tend to block the road and uh, you'll be queuing for some time to get a chance. And uh, in Accra, it's much, much worse than here. You often get stuck behind slow-moving lorries and other vehicles if you're on the highway too. And you see a lot of uh, overtaking, which is uh, rather nail-biting because uh, if you get your chance, you'll try to uh, overtake just before somebody arrives in the opposite direction. Hair-raising stuff. Ghana is a very religious country. There's a roadside preacher in the market here. Uh, the main religions are Christianity, Islam and traditional beliefs and um, you see many Pentecostal churches uh, all over the place with colorful billboards and people like to name their businesses with uh, religious connotations. Uh, for example, I came across Kingdom Power Electrical and Hardware and Jesus is Lord Frozen Foods. Okay, so our main destination is the Cape Coast Market. It's bustling here with the colorful shops and stalls. My main mission is to buy some fabric because Ghana is famous for some of the best in the world. So I've got two ladies to help me. There's Aisha and there's Betty Yalson. And you're a lady sports reporter. Yeah, the only sports rep lady sports reporter on the desk. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, let's uh, have a look then, see if we can find what we're after. So Betty, how many languages are spoken in Ghana? A lot. I don't even know the numbers. There are a lot. Ever, Dagumba, Fanti, Tree, Hausa, there are a lot. Ga, a lot of languages. It should be more than 100. Yeah, it should be more than 100. Teach us something in your mother tongue. What's your mother tongue? Mine is Fanti. I speak Fanti and Tree. So Fanti will be like, how are you? And what then? And the tree will be on what is saying, yes. On what is then? On what is saying is tree. On what is then is fancy. That's part of the experience of being here in Ghana. Uh, I was talking there to Betty Yawson. She is a sports reporter at Ghana's Star FM radio. Well, now we turn to social media here on Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And the group stage of the UEFA Champions League got underway last week with big wins for Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea and Bayern Munich. So last week on the show we asked which team do you think will win the trophy this season? On Facebook first and Famara Baji in the Gambia says judging by the pedigree, composure, exposure, history and depth I see Real Madrid winning the title again. Kingston Nandola in Malawi goes for the other Spanish giant, says, although it's too early to predict, I love to see Barcelona crown the champions, says Kingston. Amadou Khan in the Gambia says most of the big sides are looking strong this year. Any of them can win it, but this year the trophy is for the English teams and Chelsea is the team to win it, says Amadou. On What's Up and Robertson in Cameroon says, I'm so much going for Manchester City. All these years, City have been unable to get an away win, so this one, referring there to City's 4-0 win away to Feyenoord, is just a first step, says Robertson. Meanwhile, their main rivals, Barcelona, don't look on the front foot. City has quality both on the bench and in the starting 11. That hasn't been the case for many years, so that's why I think they have a chance, says Robertson. 
Also in Cameroon, Fabrice thinks the title will go to the other side of Manchester. Fabrice says the trophy is heading to England and to the northwest of the country and to Manchester and to the red half of Manchester. That is Man United, says Fabrice. We have all the qualities to win the Champions League this year. Jata Samba in the Gambia agrees, saying, I'm going for Manchester United. They have players performing well, especially Henrik Mkhitaryan, who's going great guns. So I believe Man United can make it this year. Stephen Smith, also in the Gambia, goes for last season's English Premier League champions Chelsea. I'm a Blues supporter, says Stephen, and I believe we have all the players and ingredients to win the competition this time around. Daniel, from here in Ghana, agrees, saying for me personally it's too early to decide, but I tip Chelsea to win the trophy. Given all the players at their disposal, they will win, no doubt about that. Also in agreement is Bai Mata Sanyang in the Gambia, saying I'm going in for Chelsea, looking at the calibre of players at their disposal and the form they're in this season, both domestically and in Europe. I have no doubt they will lift the UEFA Champions League this season, says Bai Mata. Donald in Cameroon also goes for the Blues. He says Chelsea remain the favourites, but Paris Saint-Germain is a fantastic team and will challenge. And that's a point picked up by Burang Sane in the Gambia, saying I'm going for PSG due to the balance of their squad, and if every one of their players can maintain fitness, surely they will be the champions. Well, we always welcome your voice notes, and we heard from Belong Baji in the Gambia. He argues this case for Liverpool. Difficult to figure out as of now, but with the experience of the Champions League, having versatile midfielders and a striking force, capable of destabilizing defenders and scoring from impossible angles and unbelievable distances, I foresee Liverpool winning. But only if the defense is invigorated and they avoid conceding early goals because it kills the spirits of the players, causing them to perform passionless. Well, thanks, Bolong. Uh, we'll see. Uh, to me, that's a bit of a long shot to Liverpool, but uh, you never know. Osana Balde in the Gambia sees the reigning champions retaining their title. He says Real Madrid will win it for the third time in a row. Mohamed Aikinte also in the Gambia agrees, saying, I think Real Madrid will record a hat-trick. Their biggest rivals, Barcelona, of course, have on and off the field problems, giving Real Madrid the edge, says Mohamed, who adds, I think PSG can be a big factor this time around. Paul Truman in Nigeria agrees that the defending champions will succeed, saying Real Madrid seem to have it all worked out, although Manchester United also have a good chance to go all the way, says Paul. Samba Anas in the Gambia sees a tight competition this year, saying Real Madrid are expecting to retain their title, but PSG, Man United, Barcelona and Chelsea are also among the favourites. But I expect the unexpected this season, says Samba, I'd love to see the trophy coming back to England. Well, thanks very much for all of those comments. Apologies if we didn't have time to read out your comment. Well, this week on social media, we're asking who is your all-time favourite Ghana player? Some great names have played for the Black Stars over the years. Abdul Razak, Abedi Pele, Tony Yaboa, Suleiman Tari, Asamoah Jan, Andre Ayew, to name just a few. So tell us who is your all-time favourite Ghana player and why. You can go onto our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa. 
or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Who's your all-time favourite Ghana player? Certainly, lots to choose from. Well, from here in Ghana, by the Atlantic Ocean, as I'm at the Wafu Cup, the West African Regional Football Tournament, I'm now joined by our European football expert Stuart Weir in the UK. Well, Stuart, I was interested to see that Ivory Coast legend Colo Toure has joined the coaching staff of Scottish club Celtic as technical assistant. What's the significance of this, Stuart? Well, it's certainly very significant for Colo, who told the Celtic website, I couldn't be happier. This is a new chapter in my career. My football career is now officially over as a player. I'm concentrating on coaching. And uh, the Celtic manager, Brendan Rodgers, said that he was a welcome addition to the staff. It's great news for Celtic to bring in a man of Colo's experience into our coaching team. He's a fantastic role model for our younger players. And... On the wider front, there was a recent study by the Sports People's Think Tank and it found that out of 550 elite coaches in English football, 23 of them only were from what we call black and minority ethnic backgrounds. So traditionally, for some reason, coaching in England and Scotland is no different, has been very um, white I've no idea why, but it just happened. And, I mean, if we look around at the moment, you can think of Chris Hutton, the manager of Brighton and Hove Albion, and his assistant, Chris Powell, who has also managed at Huddersfield Town. Someone like Chris Ramsey, who was manager of Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who has managed Burton Albion. And Patrick Vieira, the former Arsenal legend, who, although he played for France, is, of course, from Senegal. And he's currently the head of elite development at Manchester City. And John Salako has been head coach at Crystal Palace. But beyond that, it's hard to think of black and minority ethnic background people in football who have held a significant post. So if Kolotori were to make a go of this and get then into club management, it would be another step forward. Um, I don't think it's down to prejudice as such. But it somehow just hasn't happened whether players in the black and minority ethnic backgrounds perhaps have not gone into coaching so much. I don't know, but it's certainly a very welcome development. And let's hope that Kolotari, who was, of course, such a great player with Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester City, etc., is able to make a success of this. Yes, well done to Colo Toure. We wish him well as Celtic's technical assistant. And in the English Premier League, Stuart, uh, what do you make of last weekend's results? Now, it's early days, but you have to say the two Manchester teams look very strong with four wins and a draw so far. But the remarkable thing for both Manchester clubs is that they've scored 16 goals in five Premier League games. And when you think that Liverpool have got nine and Chelsea eight, and that's the next two in the goal scoring. And Romelu Lukaku has scored five for Manchester United and looks to be such a good buy for them. And Sergio Aguero got five for Manchester City this season, including three in City's 6-0 win over Watford. And that, incidentally, is the tenth time that Aguero has scored three goals in a game for Manchester City. 
But what you would never have predicted is that Newcastle United, newly promoted, would be fourth in the table at this point, and the Ghanaian, Christian Atsu, scored his first goal of the season. Now, he started four out of five games uh, for Newcastle this season since his permanent transfer from Chelsea, having, of course, been on loan before. And Atsu's career has been a bit difficult. He was a Chelsea player for four years without ever getting a game. They loaned him out to Bournemouth, Everton and Malaga, but he didn't make a great impact at any of those. Then loaned to Newcastle last season, where he did get 15 starts and scored five goals. And delighted to see him in the team again and making an impact for Newcastle. Now, Liverpool drew 1-1 with Burnley and Mohamed Salah scored again for Liverpool. What a start he has had. And Steve, you just need to know that the Burnley goal was scored by Scott Arfield. That's Arfield scoring at Anfield. And I'm reliably informed that there's never before been a player scoring at Anfield whose name was only one letter different from the name of the ground. So there you are. Swansea drew 0-0 at Tottenham, which was a good result for them. But again, Wilfred Bonney was on the uh, the bench and only come on for the last 20 minutes. Now, I've got one that I bet you don't know, Steve. Gomez, the Watford Brazilian goalkeeper, conceded six goals to Manchester City. And this is the first time that a South American goalkeeper has conceded five goals in one match scored by other South American players, with Aguero getting three, Otomendi and Jesus getting one. Bet you didn't know that. Oh, well, I certainly didn't, I must say. Well, thanks, Stuart. And finally, to the CAF Champions League as the second legs of the quarter-finals are on this weekend, the holders Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa have a 1-0 lead over Widad Casablanca of Morocco, and the other three first-leg matches all ended in draws. 2-2 between Al-Athli of Egypt and Esperance of Tunisia, 1-1 between Ferroviario Baira of Mozambique and USM Alger, and goalless between Al-Athli Tripoli of Libya and Etoile du Sahel of Tunisia. Well, Ghanaian clubs have not done well of late in the Champions League. Asante Kotoko were champions in 1970 and 1983, and Hearts of Oak won it in 2000. Well, Berricum Chelsea were the last Ghanaian team to play in the group stage of the Champions League. That was back in 2012. And then you need to go back to 2006 for the previous appearance from a Ghanaian side. Well, earlier on we heard from TV commentator Benjamin Willie Graham of Ghana TV Sports talking about the national team. I also asked her, Benjamin, why we're not seeing Ghanaian clubs making it to the group stage of the Champions League these days. Good question. Money is the order of the day in African football. If you don't have it, forget about it. And apart from money, you need management. You need people who understand what football is all about. Football is today business. Where came... Tipi Mazembe. Nobody knew Tipi Mazembe. Even the Sundowns in South Africa at a point wasn't really a club that a lot of people respected on the African continent. But they have made a point. They made a statement. Tipi Mazembe is today revered by everybody. So money is a key thing. And one, the problem we have in Ghana is that we are not ready to invest in our football. Nobody is ready to look into it. Everybody is, oh, government must support, government must support, government must support. And the other problem is that most of the clubs are individually based. Hearts of Folk, yes, big following, constantly 
having managerial crisis. Board fighting management, management for fighting board and supporters fighting players. How do you expect the players to have the concentration and qualify? Kumasi Asante Kotoko, same. Now the clubs that also do qualify do not have the financial muscle to pull through to the African continent. Some qualify and pull out. We don't have money. So the typical problem here is that it is a big time financial issue. Even if I had to fuck with all the big following qualify for Cup Champions League, they can't fly their players every week or bi-weekly bi bi to Algeria or to South Africa or to Central Africa. They can't because what? They wouldn't have the money. If Kumasi Asante Kodoko do qualify, the last time they did, they went to Liberia, played BYC and came back home. And if you tell you, they give you the budget, you'll be like, what? So when Mediama qualified and played in the Confederations Cup, they also cried because of funds. So the problem basically has to do with money. That's Benjamin Willie Graham, a TV commentator with Ghana TV Sports. So a lot of work needed with football here in Ghana. Well, that's it for the show for this week, but on social media we're asking who's your all-time favourite Ghana player? You can send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, this week's show has come to you from Ghana, from the Wafu Cup. I'll be back in Harare for next week's show. So from me, Steve Vickers, and from Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.